Welcome to the High Performing Human Podcast, where we talk about how you can reach your potential as an athlete through nutrition, fitness, recovery, and everything in between. I'm your host, Hannah Boyle, registered dietitian nutritionist, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the High Performing Human Podcast. So before we get started, I just wanted to let you guys know that I am in a new location. It's bright and it's a little echoey. So I apologize now if this audio comes through as a little bit echoey. We're going to just moved in. So there's not a whole lot of stuff in here. So bear with me, but it's really cool. Um, I might give you guys a little bit of a tour on Instagram to come. So this is our building for FitHub, um, but my business, HPH Nutrition, as well as my business partner's business, business focused physical therapy are housed in this location as well. So anywho, it's cool. I have an office. I don't have to sit in my house anymore and do all this stuff. So here we go. Um, this week, we're going to talk about heat therapy and especially the use of a sauna. So there's a lot of stuff out there, and I'm sure you guys have all heard of sauna use and how it's beneficial in a number of different ways, but I'm going to kind of go through some of that in greater detail so you guys kind of have an idea of what the science is and what it can actually do for you. So overall, the reason um, a lot of the studies of sauna use are related to longevity, so increasing your overall lifespan. And that can be with, um, a lot of it has to do with heart health. So there's some studies to show decreases in like blood cholesterol levels, um, decreases in cardiovascular disease. And really what's happening is, you know, part of it is your heart rate is becoming increased just like it would with exercise. And that is, you know, a increase in your heart rate and almost in, in working out your heart muscle is good for it. Um, it ha- does have a positive effect on cardiovascular health. So I'm going to kind of go through some of the benefits of using a sauna. At the end, I'll talk about um, there's different types of saunas versus, you know, what sauna, dry sauna, infrared, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Um, but really want to talk to you guys about like the benefits behind it. And so this is one side of the coin. We're going to talk about heat therapy as well as cold therapy. So this is, as I mentioned, heat therapy, as it relates to sauna use, I will touch a little bit on heat therapy, you know, maybe as it, you know, like using like a rice pack on sore muscles or something like that. We'll, we'll talk about that as well. So Really what we have here is a number of different things, but you have an increase in heart rate, you have increased blood flow when you have sauna use, and it is a form of stress on the body, but not all stress is bad stress. As we talked about previously in previous episodes, the exercise is a stressor on the body, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It allows your body to make adaptations. We just don't want this chronic stress. So first of all, the increase in heart rate, the increase in blood flow, we're actually going to look at an increase in endurance due to the fact that we have increased cardiovascular health, increase in um, time to exhaustion when it comes to like cardiovascular endurance-based activities. We talk about the increased blood flow. 
So that's great for recovery. So the whole idea is that with increased blood flow, you have more um, blood oxygen nutrients getting to your muscles so that they, that way they can actually recover better. So you're getting a quicker recovery because you're getting all of those things that the muscle needs to the muscle more quickly, or honestly to any, um, you know, organ, if we're talking about recovery or health or well-being. So I already mentioned that the stress on the body is a good stress. It creates positive adaptations. Um, one of the ways that it does this is that through something called heat shock proteins. So you are increasing the reaction or the when you go into a sauna, your body reacts, it increases the production of heat shock proteins. Um, and overall, basically what this means is that once your body creates these different adaptations from sauna use, it has a protective cellular adaptation. So looking at just protecting your cells, which that's literally everything we are, is just a bunch of different cells made up into different things. Um, it's our cells that are have um, an increased protective um, kind of like barrier. I wouldn't say barrier, but like there's just an, a protective effect and our cells are better protected when we have some of these different reactions associated with heat shock proteins. Um, CRP, which is a C-reactive protein, is another protein that is affected by sauna use, by heat use, and that is... Uh, a protein that is associated with inflammation. And with sauna use, CRP is decreased. And so that means inflammation is decreased. So a lot of times we'll see with, we're talking more like chronic inflammation here too, um, you know, that an overall decrease in inflammatory markers. And one thing to note, um, there are a number of different things that show that the sauna might be useful for cognitive benefits as well. But looking at the inflammation in the side of like anxiety and depression, um, usually somebody with inflammation also may have, I guess I'm going to backtrack there. Depression is normally associated with markers of inflammation. So when we see depression, a lot of times we'll see inflammation as well. So if we're decreasing some of those inflammatory markers, we can also, um, decrease some of those feelings of depression and even anxiety. So what's happening is, um, you know, there's a lot of times with sauna use, there's an associated feeling of well-being. And think about how we talk about exercise in the same way. Like when you exercise, you feel good, you produce different chemicals and hormones in your body that allow you to feel good, like have a better like overall well-being, um, feeling of well-being, and sauna use is kind of the same thing. So there are things happening in your body, different chemical reactions that are going to lead you to just feel a little bit better due to some of those changes, some of those chemical changes. So another thing that I like to point out is that I know that whenever I use a sauna, I am dead tired afterwards. And it takes a lot out of your body. It is a stressor, but it also does help promote more restful sleep and deeper sleep. So that's something to take note of as well. Um, you know, if you are going to use a sauna, I would definitely recommend using it later in the day. Um, if, you know, ideally like before bed, um, just because that's going to help with the overall sleep. And we know how important sleep is to us as humans. So 
Um, so this is a little bit like Sonia's is a little bit different than like going and warming up a rice pack in the microwave and using that. Um, sauna is more systemic and overall and looking at raising your core body temperature, um, you know, being exposed to higher temperatures where, um, you know, putting a rice pack on, you know, some kind of injury or something, um, is a little different. Now, I don't know if I've talked about it before on the podcast, but my co, um, my business partner and co-founder of FitHub, Amber, she is a physical therapist. Her and I have talked excessively about, um, you know, different types of muscle strain, muscle injury on different platforms. Um, but when you are talking about like using heat therapy as a modality for recovery, um, normally if you have any sort of injury or any sort of like muscle strain or anything like that, normally you are going to want to ice it. If you're wanting to reduce inflammation, um, normally you're going to want to actually ice it. Um, when we're talking about localized inflammation versus systemic inflammation, um, because heat is normally going to be good for loosening tight muscles. Like if you just have muscle tightness versus an actual strain or an injury, that's where the heat therapy comes in. When we talk about localized heat therapy, sauna, I said, is it a little bit different? It's more of a systemic therapy. So when it comes down to a lot of people ask about, you know, whether or not they should use, they've been hearing a lot about infrared saunas. So infrared saunas have a little bit less um, research behind them than um, the other saunas that are out there. They do use lower temperatures, um, but they might, like the research that we do have shows that they may be just as effective at those lower temperatures, just in the way that they work. Um, it's kind of, it's not saying you have to go one way or the other. Um, but you know, it's kind of up to you in that sense. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention is normally, um, sauna is, like I said, it's a stressor and it can be a lot on the body and you'll get in there and you'll start sweating and you'll be like, Oh my gosh, this is a lot to handle. So starting off with sauna use. Try it out for 10 to 15 minutes at a time, maybe a couple times a week. Um, but eventually, you know, even working up to 20 minutes at a time for multiple times a week. And that would be, you know, pretty ideal for sauna use. Um, as I mentioned, I want to really talk about cold therapy as well, because that's just a, you know, completely different side of the coin. Um, and, you know, not only like localized cold therapy, like icing something, but looking at cold therapy, like cryotherapy, like full body uh, systemic cryotherapy. So that's just a little bit on heat therapy, how sauna use works. Um, I'm a huge fan of sauna. Like when someday when I have a house, I will have my own sauna in my house because that's how freaking cool they are. Um, but anyways, that is enough for today. Um, go ahead and feel free to ask me any questions or if you want some deeper explanation on any of this. Let me know. If not, I will talk to you guys again soon. Go ahead and give me a follow on social media. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at HPH Nutrition. And I look forward to talking to you guys again soon.